last night in Wisconsin, the Republican presidential candidates met for the first debate. Notably, there was one presidential candidate that was missing, Donald Trump. He was on Tucker on X. Now, why was this debate held in Wisconsin? Because it's known as an important swing state. So the candidates came out swinging. The problem is it looked more like a backyard brawl than a professional boxing match. Sit back, grab yourself a cup of coffee or whatever it is that you're into. You're listening to America Emboldened with Greg Bolden here on the America Out Loud Network. America Emboldened. Greg, I feel emboldened. You don't know the founding fathers. You don't know what they did. You don't know what they sacrificed. We have lost touch with the principles in the Constitution. Nobody's read the Declaration of Independence. You are voting for socialism, and you got what you voted for. Welcome, bold Americans, to another episode of America Emboldened. I'm your host, Greg Bolden, here on the America Out Loud Network. As always, go to www.americaoutloud.com, where you can check out all of my colleagues' work here on the network, as well as the 24-7 talk radio network available on all of your favorite apps and devices. Let's get straight into it. I watched the presidential debate on Fox, so you didn't have to. And here are some key takeaways. Now, I'm not going to be covering this very long tonight. And the reason why I'm not going to put a lot into this is because I'm going to be on the After Dark show where I'm going to be talking about the debates. And then as well, later today, I'm actually at 4 p.m. Depending on when this drops, you might be able to join me. I'll be interviewing Erica Marsh, the person that I talked about a while ago. I, I found the real Erica Marsh, the person whose image was used. And I'm going to be doing a live stream on my Twitter space at Real Greg Bolden. We're taking a pause uh, before we get into the debates. Let's take a quick pause to talk about uh, Maui again, because this is a story that I promised I was going to give some efforts to the entire week. I spoke on the phone for about an hour uh, to uh, one of the people that I brought up a few days ago. Uh, In case you haven't heard, Spice Prince. Spice lost everything. Uh, He is a local uh, business owner in Lahaina, also had his home there, and it was burned down as well as his business was burned down. And during the conversation, a lot of things came up and he's agreed to record with me uh, Friday afternoon, which will be 10 a.m. his his time on the island. Now, I will be airing that show next week. So it's Thursday today, but you'll hear that on Monday. So we'll still be continuing a little bit of that, uh, that conversation, but some of the things that are coming out, I I wanted to share with my listening audience because yesterday you heard, I had the salty boomer on and he wrote to me and he said, Hey, there's two things that I didn't say during the interview that you may want to mention in a future podcast. And so Jeff was a gracious guest yesterday. I wanted to start with his words before I get into a little debate stuff. And then, uh, kind of the main focus of today's show, which is Ramaswamy. We're going to talk about Vivek and why I do not feel too good about him. So before that, Jeff says, here's two things. When he was mentioning the chief of police yesterday, he didn't talk about how it was a strange hiring and pay raise for the Maui police chief that the board also waived a one-year residency requirement for him to be chief. So they really wanted him. 
All right. So they really want him. And he said, number two, and this is something that uh, Spice Prince brought up, which is why I felt that I really wanted to get it in on today's show. He said, I want people to understand that Maui is totally dependent on tourism. And although Lahaina is shut down, the rest of Maui is open and we need the tourists and their money now more than ever. And that's something that Spice Prince kind of pointed out as well. He said, look, the whole island is up and functional. It's just the very western tip in Lahaina that things have been affected. And people rely on tourism in order to have their livelihood uh, be honored and go well. So if you have plans or you have loved ones that are planning on going to Hawaii or visit the island of Maui, send them. The rest of the island's fine. They can take them. Yes, there was a horrible thing that happened on that island, but the island is safe for you to go to and travel to. And this coverage has really slowed down tourism for them. And so people are starting to hurt island wide. And that could be a secondary disaster to the first disaster. There's also this whole story that I'm looking forward to get into with Spice, where he told me about back in 1893, there was a legal occupation, which eventually leads to the United States in the 50s uh, taking over Hawaii, but it was until 1989, it was illegal to use the native language, which blew my mind, the fact that that was made uh, <laughs> illegal. And he said that this was a paradise for so many people. People would just live in a shack. They'd live simply. And then McMansions came out and they've priced people out. So it's really important that people have uh, the ability right now to have tourists come to help support. So that's just kind of what I wanted to go into. Now, the other side of my conversation with Spice, we actually did get into a little bit of politics. And he was just talking about how, you know, when you see these individuals that are leaders, they're never filled with joy. They're never filled with light. There's this darkness around them. They look doldrum. They look like they've been beaten. They look worn. And uh, there's an important uh, component to all of that, which led me to watch the debates uh, in with the light of who is the person who's shining on stage. And I think that if I were to kind of say who won the debate, all right, and I, like I said, I'm going to be doing the show after dark. I, I was invited over to help out with that show. So I don't want to get too thick into the weeds here, but I would say that Donald Trump was the clear and far winner of the debate. And I'll get into that on their show. I'm not going to ruin that surprise. But if I look for the person who had energy, I got to say that Ramaswamy had the most energy. Now, it was Christie that came out with the haymaker early on, saying that he sounded like ChatGPT, and he was basically Barack Obama 2.0, um, but he was an average or amateur Barack Obama, which I thought was a, a nice dinner. But later, Ramaswamy started taking swings back at Christie, and I thought he really distinguished himself. Losers of the debates right now, I would say, is the GOP. The entire Republican Party is in trouble. And I, I, that's an understatement on my show. The Republican Party is in so much trouble right now because none of the candidates that were on stage were truly likable for the individuals to vote for. The Sanders came across horribly rehearsed. His opening statement, followed by a forced smile that you could tell he was coached to say, completely fraudulent. Nikki Haley has so many ties to Boeing and Lockheed Martin that I don't believe that she has a, a huge future, although I will say she was one of the first people to call it like it is regarding the GOPS Uni Party stance of 
increasing spending with the Democrats and distinguishing that maybe the Republicans were even worse than the Democrats, calling out the COVID relief money as one of the main reasons why we have runaway inflation. Thought she did a great way there. Uh, Christie did exactly what I expected him to do. I thought Tim Scott got largely lost, but Vivek, he was right there. He's charismatic. And where did he come from? Well, I think we got a problem, ladies and gentlemen. We got a problem because I don't think that there's enough scrutiny on Mr. Ramaswamy right now. But my good colleague that comes onto my show on Fridays, Chris Michaels, I had heard a show that he did on Tuesday on his Spotify, Last Call Podcast with Chris Michaels. You should go back and listen to it, but I'm going to expand on it a little bit today. He was talking about how Vivek was not the liberty candidate that he claims to be that perhaps there was more than meets the eye and people should be a bit more weary before stating that he was who he says he is. So that led me to research and ask Chris, hey, do you got any of your research to back it up? And I had found some things myself, but not nearly the amount of content that Chris had found. So he sent me an email and I'm using that as part of my show prep today. And I, I'm giving Chris Michaels credit for this because he strengthened what I had. I had an article from the New Republic, and this story came out back on May 3rd when no one was really following his campaign, and so I figured a lot of people would forget about it. Now, this is really important because if you've paid attention to what Google's doing, Google is now saying that they're not going to allow anything that's not approved media to be searched on a Google search engine. And we've already seen that there's tons of studies that have been taken off Google that you cannot even find on a search engine at this point. Things that I was able to find just two years ago, I cannot find anymore. One of the major things I was looking for recently is mask studies. The reason I was looking for mask studies, I spoke with a prominent HVAC person that I know, and he is an expert in this area, had sent me some studies before, and he said, they've been scrubbed. You can't get them anymore. So if you didn't have them saved onto your computer, you are SOL. Why am I bringing this up? Because on May 3rd, 2023, the New Republic published a story on Vivek Ramaswamy stating that he paid Wikipedia editors to erase his George Soros fellowship as well as his COVID work. Now, why do I bring that up? Because Vivek would like you to believe that he is the liberty candidate. He would like you to believe that he has the views of the founding fathers. And as a result, all of a sudden we have this brilliant statesman, this libertarian dressed over here as a Republican, but you're being sold a lie. He is not in any way, shape or form a liberty candidate. He is a well-oiled and slick machine. So if we go into this article, we now know that much like any other of these Republicans that are lying on the stage, because there is plenty of that as well, he used some of his millions of dollars to scrub his past, much like Google scrubs information. Now, why did he want people to scrub his past? Well, there is this whole part of him receiving a Paul and Daisy Soros Fellowship for New Americans in 2011. And that was during his time as a Yale lawsuit. Now, if you don't know who Paul Soros is, it's the older brother of the billionaire Democrat donor, George Soros. Now, maybe in 2011, it was kind of innocent. He didn't feel like he needed to take his money, right? Maybe I'm really kind of 
too far into the weeds on this, maybe there's nothing to see here, except there is. Why do I know that there is something more to see here? Because all we have to do is pay attention to the rest of the story. See, he has a brother. His brother's name is Shankar Ramaswamy, and he is a doctor. Not only is he a doctor, but he's a doctor with very interesting ties. He went to Harvard. He has a degree in economics from there. He has a medical degree from Brown University. All right. And he has specialized <laughs> in the same type of therapeutics as gene therapy, mRNA. And this gene therapy has been tied back to uh, times that he's volunteered. Who does he volunteer with? Oh, that's right. The Obama Foundation. Interesting. Oh, and who's he taking photos with? Oh, that's right. President Obama. He's getting his photo with him. So the question here that I have is, should you trust that Vivek Ramaswamy is not a Democrat dressed up in Republican clothes. We're going to get more into that in the second half of the show. All right, everybody, make sure you go over to AmericaOutloud.com. Check out all the sponsors, help support the show, as well as I've been promoting all week. Don't donate anything to me to support my show. Go directly to the Instagram page, Lahaina underscore Ohana underscore Venmo, where you can see verified accounts by the individual's in Maui, as well as Venmo verified accounts, so you know that your money's going to a good source. It's almost like an adopt a family, and I encourage you to do so. You're listening to America Emboldened with Greg Bolden here on the America Out Loud Network. We are the pulse and voice of everyday American thought. AmericaOutloud.news delivering a message of truth, inspiration, and hope to the world. Here we take on the challenges of our generation so that we can preserve future generations. Join us in the fight for liberty and justice for all. America Out Loud Talk Radio. We know you love the versatility and portability of the Genesis Fogger, but sometimes you just want to set it and forget it. Well, we heard you. Introducing the UX4 HOCL Atomizer. This stationary unit quietly protects you and is perfect for smaller spaces. With over a quarter million units sold in Japan, it's now available in the United States. Visit genesisfogger.com forward slash out loud to see the UX4 in action and receive a 15% discount on either Falker with promo code OUTLOUD. With Genesis, you're ready for anything. This is Jody O'Malley with Nurses Out Loud. Did you know our body is made up of trillions of cells and inside each cell, redox signaling molecules are produced? These molecules hold a sacred place in chemistry because as we age, the vital communication of our immune system becomes less efficient. For the first time ever, ASEA brings you the power of these molecules in a convenient and potent form to provide your body with the essential support it needs to thrive. Ever since I toured their facility, I take two ounces in the morning and evening, and my vitality and energy has been restored at a time I needed it the most. 
Go to americaoutloud.shop and get your exclusive 15% discount by using the code OUTLOUD. Welcome back, Bold Americans, second half of the show. Let's get straight back in the Vivek Ramaswamy. Now, right before the break, I was saying that he was with uh, photos with President Obama. He meaning Shankar, his brother. Now, I don't know if that's how you say his name. I believe it is. Um, He was at the White House multiple times uh, with President Biden, the First Lady, Vice President Harris. He's very tied to the administration. Now, I know what you're thinking. Greg? Just because his brother is tied to this administration doesn't mean that we got to worry about Vivek. Vivek is a great Republican. He's a great statesman. He's he only cares about returning us back to our constitutional principles. All right. Do you believe that the relationship between Joe Biden and Hunter Biden is problematic? If your answer is yes, and then you're dismissing the fact that I'm telling that Dr. Shankar and Vivek have ties that would cause me the question what the motives are, then uh, I don't know what else to say to you. I think that it's important that we acknowledge that the apple may not fall far from the tree. On top of that, what has Vivek Ramaswamy made his money doing? Well, lucky for us, we have the internets. (laughs) We have Wikipedia. We have places like the Wayback Machine where we can compare the Wikipedia pages throughout the years. Now, some of the stuff is identical on the pages. And I will say that the uh, Paul Soros information is now back on his current Wikipedia page. But I wanted to find out, when did this stuff come off? Would I be able to locate it in the Wayback Machine? So the first time he appears on the Wayback Machine is January 29th of 2011. You cannot find his page up until then. So I thought that that was kind of interesting. There was nothing about the 600 millionaire at that point in time. He was worth 600 million by 2017. But some of the things that are different is his title. His title back then was executive chairman and founder of Royvent Sciences. If you go to his current profile, it's he's the co-founder and executive chairman, Strive Asset Management. So he does have in 2014, where he's with Royvent Sciences and subsidiaries. Uh, It looks like he got a ton of money during his time there. Uh, He was working with Big Pharma. Why does that matter? Well, wait to hear some of the people that he was working alongside and then think about COVID, think about his liberty-minded individual uh, side. We'll get into that in just a few moments. Now, his career was very uh, clean throughout all of this. Uh, It was almost like he was knowing that he wanted to ramp up. In 2020, Ramaswamy served on the Ohio COVID-19 response team. All right, so he was a part of that. Now, certainly somebody who's liberty-minded probably would not feel that there should be mask mandates, probably shouldn't feel that everybody should be going to get their COVID uh, mRNA vaccination. That's just what I'm guessing. So let's look at some of his former information and find out how he personally felt about that. Well, 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 looky here. What do we have? posted on July 9th, 2020, during the pandemic. We have wearing a mask equals your personal responsibility. It's puzzling when conservatives oppose it. But before deriding them, remember this, CDC and WHO discouraged wearing masks in March 
a noble lie to save mass for healthcare workers. Institutional lying erodes public trust in science. You know what else erodes public trust in science, Vivek? Uh, when people in the public uh, don't listen to the other studies that are out there or they have information scrubbed of those studies so you can no longer get them. On January 14th, uh, 2022. It's humorous that someone would call the piece anti-vax. Here's a quote directly from its conclusion. The most important step in fighting the COVID-19 pandemic was the distribution of vaccines. It takes an impressive level of fluency and doublespeak to read that the wrong way. So the most important step in fighting the COVID-19 pandemic was the distribution of vaccines. Wasn't he saying earlier that it was really the masks? And then on top of that, Shouldn't he know the studies for that? Oh, that's right. Because in December of 2020, listen to this. He states, a single dose vaccination strategy is sensible. It doubles the number of people we're able to vaccinate soon, give everyone their first shot now and wait for a second shot later until we have ample supply. Smart move by the UK to do this. Following science means making an educated judgment based on the data we have, not being enslaved by the data we don't have. That's hard, especially when decisions are made via bureaucracy. I see it frequently with health regulators. Personal incentives get in the way. Hey, Vivek, do you remember all of the personal incentives that these jackasses gave out to people? Do you remember the lotteries, the coercion, and all the things that happened during that time? Do you remember people saying, just trust the science, follow the science? No, that's coercion. Not being enslaved by the data we don't have. What are you talking about? There was data out there as well as the data we don't have is actually relevant to the conversation at all times. So this is the guy who's supposed to return us back to constitutional principles. We're supposed to look at this and say, oh, yeah, this is the guy who's going to get us to a spot where uh, people are following the Constitution and people are respecting your right to liberty, life and the pursuit of happiness. Well, he had to deny that he backed Bernie Sandals COVID mask bill, which he talked about, as I just was talking about, as a sensible thing. Uh, why do we, we know this? Because he talks about it in the past. We have his words where he's saying that he was going to vote for it. That was if he was as part of it, he said, well, I'd vote for it the first time. Well, guess what? Ramaswamy, you're a liar. You are likely a shill. You are likely somebody who is a Democrat dressed up in Republican clothing. And it actually makes me question why is it Donald Trump and you are complimenting one another? See, the biggest winner in the debate wasn't Vivek Ramaswamy. It was Donald Trump. Ramaswamy was just the slick person on the stage that everybody fell in love with. He was going to be the media darling that I guarantee all the news networks are like, oh, there's a real future in this Yunnan's uh, time. What, what an impressive showing Vivek had. But that just tells me even more so that he's likely the anointed one. He's the Gavin Newsom of the Republican Party. I don't trust it. Something doesn't feel right. And I'm asking you, does it feel right to you as well? You know, we got Elon Musk shortly afterwards that was basically singing uh, Vivek's praises as well, saying it was an impressive showing. And I'm curious why he's throwing his hat into the ring. Uh, regarding the election as well. What does he want to uh, support this? If you're not finding it odd that the Soros family funded his education, I don't know what else to say to you. I, 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 I just, you know, if you think that he is the darling, 
right now for the the entire party then i just we're at odds we're not going to be able to come to the same page but here's the sad thing our country lost our country lost big time during this debate our country lost because there's no one that was up on that stage not Burgum, not Christie, not DeSantis, not Haley, not Hutchinson, not uh, Pence, not Ramaswamy, not Scott. There's no one that looks capable of being a good president in the future. They all look rehearsed. And it wasn't lost on me. The irony of the very first question, they played the song, Richmond North of Richmond. And they take this question about the culture of the song and the lyrics of the song, and they're literally asking the Richmond North of Richmond, the people that the song is about, questions about how they can relate to it. Are you kidding me? <laughs> they can't relate to this. These are the same JAs that the song was written about, and they're too vain to know that the song is about them. Thank you, Dolly Parton. I mean, there is, uh, it was really absolutely crazy. Couldn't believe it. So if you're following the, the election turmoil and stuff that's going on right now, our country, God, we're in such a bad shape. Joe Biden looks like, you know, he, he's been done for some time and he wants to run again. You know, Chris Michaels, he, he's got this theory that they're going to roll out Hillary Clinton again. But I don't think that's going to happen. I, I think Gavin Newsom is going to be the, the person that gets rolled out. Maybe Hillary does. Maybe I'm completely wrong. But if you talk to Chris Michaels, he'll tell you that Hillary Clinton, she's the heir of heir coming up to replace Joe Biden here in the immediate future. All right. So let's get away from the, the uh, debate stuff. That's enough about Ramaswamy. I'll allow people to start digging, do their work. I know that there's lots of info out there about him that should be very interesting to follow. Not to mention the fact that I fired up a ton of people when I even asked the question, should uh, Ramaswamy even be allowed to run for president? Um, <laughs> there's some odd election stuff, and a lot of people don't understand what it means to be a natural-born citizen. Um, some people said that I misunderstood it. That might be a conversation for a constitutional lawyer. Um, but even them, uh, I think that they might not understand it in whole, um, based upon what I'm reading from some other constitutional scholars, kind of cons considering that as well. I don't think that he's going to have a problem running for president. I'm just stating that if we were to be strict on the way it was written and why it was written by looking through the context, he probably couldn't, but we get to that another day. Final part of my show today, mugshots. Have you seen them? So down in Georgia, the co-conspirators, and at some point today, Donald Trump will likely get his own mugshot. There was an interesting concept released by Dan Bongino. Dan feels that Donald Trump should go in and instead of paying for the bail bond, he should allow himself to be put in prison because he said that that would be the smartest move for Trump to say, oh, okay, look at this. I'm going to sit in a jail cell now and watch as people come to the jail cell every single day, watch as the Secret Service, as he explained, would have to shut down the entire floor, giving him free reign over the floor, while the prisoners would have to be moved and it would cause a major dis inconvenience to the entire jail cell. And I thought about it and I was like, well, 
then that's really easy for you to say. You're not the one sitting in a jail cell. But if we think about political prisoners, think about how that would play out. It would be a genius move if he does that today. So by the time you listen to it, maybe he's done it. Maybe he hasn't. Maybe he hasn't even shown up. Maybe he's already posted bail and he's out. But pay attention to this. Now, all of these mugshots, you know, I've always kind of wondered, like, you know, do they tell him that they can't smile? You know, what are they allowed to do? I mean, Rudy Giuliani, he it's this is a bad mugshot. I mean, this is a guy who looks like he got busted for some pretty horrible white collar crime. Um, Sidney Powell. Um, you know, these are unflattering photos that they're putting out here. Kenneth uh, Cheeseboro, uh, same thing. I mean, this, this all looks bad. But then you get my favorite mugshot, Georgia State Senator David Schaefer. He not only smiled with a huge smile on his face, but he started promoting his mugshot afterwards. That is phenomenal. Uh, we have Schaefer. Uh, who also kind of gave like a little half smile, smug smile. He's like, <laughs> all right, guys, let's go. Um, and I'm not even sure what John Eastman was doing, um, but it'd be interesting to see some of these other mugshots as they come in. This is uh, unknown territory, unknown territory for our country. I think it's a real, real sad thing when we are politically going after our rivals. You know, there's a lot of hypocrisy that can be called out about the left doing this right now, but I'll reserve that hypocrisy until I hear all of the evidence in courts and I see what type of sham this truly is. Because I think that there's a lot of people on the left that are turning a blind eye to the crimes of their own party. And I'm not even in either party, the Republican or Democrat party. But I think that both sides are pretty corrupt. And I don't think it's worth throwing a former president into jail over, especially a former president who happens to be running for president again, especially a former president who happens to be running for president again, and is the best option probably for that party. Because let's face it, the rest of the people, they're not ready for prime time. That's the show for you today. Don't forget, I got the real Erica Marsh coming up, as well as my recap show with Chris Michaels that I do every Friday. So you're going to be hearing that on Friday. And I'll be back on Monday of next week with Spice Prince live from Maui. Well, not live, pre-recorded, but you get the idea. All right, everybody, that's it. I hope I honored your time well. Feel free to share, spread the word about the show. Uh, I've noticed that been getting more and more people reaching out to me that they're daily listeners. So you guys are all bold Americans, and I really appreciate you joining this community. I am building a little bit more opportunities for us all like-minded individuals to um, kind of come together a little more. I'm going to start a locals community with more uh, video content where you can comment and talk directly and have more regular postings at a specified time. And so I'm going to add that on. And the best part, it will be free. So I'm not going to make those shows something you have to pay for. So you'll be able to tune right in, no subscription necessary, uh, and interact with the show content. So I think you'll enjoy that. All right, everybody, that's it. That's all. I'll be back tomorrow. You've been listening to America Emboldened with Greg Bolden here on the America Out Loud Network. Be bold, America. Uh-huh.